0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore D. left side three is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The
1: Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 25th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for today's program. Now it's Tuesday, and we're going to get into a lot coming up this hour. Next few minutes, we'll hear from David Kahn from West Virginia Power. Uh, Usually, we talk to him on Wednesdays, but schedule not allowing that this week. So, we're going to talk to him today. And then, we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, we had a pretty good talk yesterday. UConn, of course, uh, the news coming out. UConn, Big East, Football, we've got to find a place for that. It's going to be tough. they probably have to go independent. It's still might be a better move for them. They're a Big East team. And so the American's going to possibly have a slot. A lot of the talk is that maybe they don't take a team. Maybe there's not a team out there. And then a lot of talk is there are some candidates to go after. Now, we talked about some of these candidates yesterday. We threw out Buffalo yesterday on the show. We threw out a school like BYU. I mean, Liberty was trying to desperately get into Conference USA. And of course, I don't think they get to skip Conference USA and go directly to the Americans. I don't see that happening. And of course, you've got the Boise factor. I don't think that's going to happen either. You know, these are things we talked about yesterday. And Marshall is a team that a lot of people were talking about. Some are saying that's the logical choice. Others are saying, you know, where's the impact here? Because Huntington, not the biggest market. Okay, if that's a criteria. We don't know what the criteria is. All right, haven't been a consistent top 50 team, top 40 team maybe. I, I don't know what you say to that. You know, fan base is small but loyal, okay. Football tradition is pretty good. But it just depends what is going to make The American better. Moving to the American will make the team that goes better. That's fair to say, but will it have a different impact? When Marshall went to the Mid-American Conference, Marshall made the MAC better. Now, the MAC is better since Marshall. The MAC has stood on its own. It's a pretty good football league. I don't see Marshall going back to the MAC, but I would never say no to that. Today, I wouldn't. Years ago, I might have thought you were crazy, but today I wouldn't say no to that. But that's not where Marshall's going to go. Instead, Marshall's in Conference USA, so we'll talk about that. I'm kind of curious. What's your argument? Let me give you the opportunity. Make the argument. What's the criteria on which you stand? What's What's the platform? that makes you think Marshall is getting in the American or should get in the American, here's the reasons why. Tell me. Or, at the same time, you can tell me, no, Paul, it's not happening. You can make that happen. Again, the phone number to be a part of the program is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, I've always said the way Marshall gets better is just getting better. That's it. That's how Marshall gets better. Marshall wins consistently. Marshall's got to win Conference USA championships consistently. Football, basketball, those are the two biggest stirring of the drink that I know of, the straws there, the biggest straws. And so football and basketball, if they're winning consistently, people are taking notice. And, of course, academics play a part, too. Marshall's trying to... Improve its reputation as an academic institution. There's the recent R2 status as a research institution. So you've got that. Uh, the metro's got to be, yeah. Metro's got to be bigger. Can't control that. That's one thing. But I don't know if that's necessarily the biggest thing because you've got schools that are all across the country. They're major schools, not in necessarily a big metro, but they have a following. Right. That's that's what it is. They have a, a following. And so the Americans trying to figure out what's best for the American. Here are the institutions in the American. You've got Central Florida with an enrollment of over 68,000. You've got Cincinnati, which is looking to lose their affiliation and get out of that thing. Cincinnati, uh, enrollment of 45,000, almost 46,000. Yukon's Bolting, and they have an enrollment of over 32,000. ECU, right at 30,000. Houston's 46,000. Memphis is at 21,000, probably one of the smallest schools, not the smallest. South Florida, 50,000. Southern Methodist, 11,000. So, they're not that big of a school, but they're in Dallas. Temples in Philadelphia, over 40,000. Tulane's in New Orleans with uh, an enrollment of almost 14,000. Tulsa, the smallest school here, private school. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a little over 4,000-plus, maybe 4,500. And Wichita State University, which, again, Wichita is in for different reasons. They're not a football school. The Shockers are... um, an enrollment of 15000 but Wichita State has a name. They have a brand. And you look at some of these universities. What does Tulsa give the American? Well, Tulsa's not bad, but they give you Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulane gives you New Orleans, Louisiana. Temple gives you Philadelphia. Southern Methodist gives you Texas. South Florida gives you Tampa. Memphis gives you Memphis, obviously. Houston, Houston. ECU gives you Greenville, so you get a good portion of North Carolina there. Cincinnati gives you part of Ohio, and Central Florida gives you part of Florida. And I don't know what it's going to take to get a team in, because right now I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the factor that makes a team attractive to the American, is it going to be location? Is it going to be potential? I mean, you hate to get someone in on potential. Yeah, there's potential there. So what does Marshall have that makes Marshall an attractive candidate? What does Marshall lack that needs to be worked on? Football facilities, fair. Basketball facilities, fair. Baseball is going to be excellent. Soccer will be excellent. We can go down the list. Indoor practice facility. It's going to be head and shoulders above most. I'm not bringing a school in because of facilities, right? Now, don't get me wrong, it means a lot. You must have facilities. You must. Grows universities athletic departments if you have facilities that are quality, quality facilities. You need that. You need you need first class facilities but I don't think the American is going to come in, leadership, and go, you know, you've got a great practice facility, got a great baseball park, you're coming in. No, what is it going to be? What's that thing that Marshall would need? What's missing from the equation here? So think about that. Uh, We're going to turn our attention to Charleston here in a moment. David Kahn will join me next segment with the West Virginia Power. We'll talk to him about that and then... You'll have some time to stew on this, and we'll take your phone calls. I'm expecting some good opinions out of you today, so don't let me down. We'll do it all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So start thinking about why Marshall should be admitted into the American. Why is Marshall the right school? Think about that. We'll get your thoughts on that later. But joining us now on the program, he's the voice of the West Virginia Power, sometimes a part-time nemesis of mine, but the overall a pretty good guy. David Kahn, he's with us now <laughs> on the program. Yeah, he's part-time nemesis sometimes.
0: Yeah, but it's all in good fun. It in, is. In, re- in reality, for all the listeners, we're we're, we're good friends. So just just want to put that out there. Uh, but I, I do want to make sure at the top of the, the program that you're not going to sabotage me this week. There's no special studio audience that you're going to make me say bad things about this week, right?
1: Uh, no, it's just me, uh, show producer Gabriel Sellards, and uh, you can talk all the trash you want about Jansen Williams. He's not here today. Supposed to be. He's not here.
0: Okay, all right,
1: good. I yeah, wanna, he's I wanna tardy. Out, uh, yeah. Before we get Yeah, special, special summer intern Jansen Williams of the Marshall basketball team is a tardy today. So, um, yeah, <laughs> okay. throw that That's gun into the bus all you want. Go right ahead. All right, all
0: right, sounds good. All right, we can move
1: on now. Okay, we can move on. Now, uh, man, yesterday was fun. I think I'm trashing you a little bit at the same time I'm on the phone texting you like, hey, um, can you take care of my guy here? Uh, here's his blog and, um, yeah, it's just like, I'm telling him because yeah, he used to live in, um, St. Louis. Like, um, don't bring that up. And, uh, by the way, um, yeah, bring that up while I get your tickets here.
0: Yeah. He, he brought it up. Okay. He, he, <laughs> you, you had your fun. I, I talked to him on the phone today and Ron, Ron did drop a go blues and I immediately was like, did Paul tell you to say that? And he goes, yeah, yeah, he did.
1: And then you immediately so. revoked his free tickets, right?
0: Sure did, yep, right
1: away. I knew you would. Um, (laughs) What'd you think of that? Um, Home run on wheels. Uh, We're talking yesterday, uh, a guy who I've uh, followed a long time on Twitter. He um, covered the NFL for many years. He's been a sports writer uh, for various publications and uh, has written nationally as well. And uh, it's a Ron Clements, and he's living in an RV, Going across the country, just living in an RV, living the dream, seeing baseball games, and now West Virginia is his next stop and uh, your ballpark.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's his story is really cool, and honestly, we got to talk today. uh, Just we were just you know doing some show prep for when he comes on Friday to talk to our guys, and uh, we were just chatting about different ballparks and where he's been, where I've been comparing notes. We were very similar in, uh, in correlation to a lot of the ballparks that we talked about. He's a great guy to talk to, obviously very knowledgeable. Uh, I, you know, his lifestyle is very cool and somewhat similar to my own, although it's, you know, I have the same 13 ballparks I go to, he goes to all of them. Um, but uh, it was, it was a very interesting to talk to him and get to learn a little bit about him and, and hear your conversation with him yesterday. So uh, I'm looking forward to having him in Charleston, and I think the fans are going to enjoy uh, his conversation. He's probably going to get a chance to talk with Brian Paul uh, on Friday for his podcast that will come out next week, and, and that will be a really good conversation.
1: I listened to his podcast uh, today since he uh, name-dropped me in it. I had to double-check to make sure it was all good. Oh,
0: you, you needed a little a little uh, self-validation? I get it. Okay.
1: No, I needed to make sure that he didn't misrepresent me. Here. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> It's like, okay, That's now what here's I what I really yeah. thought about that guy. No, um, I listened to his podcast. He does that with his wife in the RV, and right, she's game. She is totally down with everything because her job is so amazing. She doesn't even have to live anywhere. She can live in the RV, do her job, and they can go do this crazy lifestyle thing.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love that lifestyle, and I love the idea. I have several friends who've suggested doing that idea, and I said, "Hey, you should go do it if you really have the the opportunity, uh, the time, and and the money to be able to do it. Uh, by all means, go ahead and and live that lifestyle because it sounds amazing and, and like a dream come true. And, and I'm glad Ron's able to do it with his wife, no less. Uh, and you know, it's really really cool. I, I, I'm you know I didn't know I didn't know he existed. I hadn't heard of the podcast before, and uh, it's awesome. I, I I can't wait to, to have him stop by.
1: He's an ECH. I'm sorry. I keep saying that sometimes. He is a uh, ECU guy. He's a he's an East Carolina Pirate guy.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we have a little correlation there with the uh, with Tulane and and uh, you know and, and the American. By the way, I actually do think I know you were talking about this before I jumped on. Uh, Marshall, I think would be a prime candidate to take UConn spot in the American. Just just want to put that out there.
1: Okay. Why? Why do you think that?
0: Well, okay. so at least from from an outsider perspective, I don't follow Marshall tremendously enough, but uh, they seem like they're a program on the rise, at at least at least from an outsider's perspective. Uh, They seem like they're a program that, you know, has gotten the chance to play some tougher competition over the last few years and has held their own. And to me, moving from Conference USA into the American kind of represents that opportunity because in the American, the teams are, are, are pretty, you know, serviceable. They're not the best of the best, but they're, they're a quote unquote power six conference. So it's like that next level of jump for Marshall university to continue to to test itself as as an athletic program. And I think for a program that prides itself on saying, you know, we're going to continue to challenge our student athletes by playing the best of the best teams that we can. I think a move to the American would be, would be very valid.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to get Doug Smock on the phone, you know, former sports writer at the newspaper in Charleston. You know the one I'm talking about. And um, I'm going to get him just to um, – he's going to Dikembe Mutombo that uh, Power Six comment. There's no Power Six. There's no Power Six.
0: I was just quoting the American catchphrase. Okay.
1: All right. I'll 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 accept that then. I just want to make sure that you weren't actually trying to validate the power six. No, 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 no.
0: I was just quoting the American catchphrase and saying that the power six. I'm not. I'm not personally calling it a power six conference because I don't. I don't believe it's a power six conference. But I. I was just. That's that's what they dub themselves as. So I'll give them their proper branding. They they dub themselves as a power six conference. So that's that's what we do. That's what we're gonna say.
1: You see the since you're involved by the way, just to give some background on David. Uh, he um, is a. Um, He's a producer part of the uh, yeah, whatever that you call the uh, the IMG Sports Network for your particular school. That is Tulane. It's,
0: yes, yeah, it's now the Tulane Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
1: See, that's a mouthful right there.
0: It is indeed. Yeah, we ju- we just say Tulane Sports Network from here on out.
1: Okay, Tulane Sports Network. So uh, you have a uh, intimate knowledge of the American, the day-to-day the operations, everything that goes with it. What's the benefit to adding a school? Why not just stay at 11 for football? Because you're going to have plenty for basketball. You don't don't have 12 teams for all your sports anyway. If you look at basketball, you get rid of UConn, you're going to have 11 schools. You get rid of UConn for football, and it looks like you're going to have 11. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Wichita State Whoa. comes well. Okay, Wichita State comes in as a basketball member, so right. that's uh right now you got you got twelve in basketball. That's women's. Let me back up and do my math here. And uh, basketball, you have um, you have twelve right now. If I'm doing the math right, okay, uh, yeah. Because um, Navy's in for football. Navy's not in for everybody right. else. So you got you'll have eleven for football. And then you'll have uh, 11 for basketball.
0: So I think the reasoning for bringing in a twelfth school is just to even out everything, you know, division-wise, uh, scheduling-wise. Because it, it's tough to schedule everybody appropriately with an odd number of teams. It just is, especially when you have two divisions, which the American has the East and the West. So... I think having 12 teams is better than 11, just purely from a logistical standpoint. That's really why, why I would suggest replacing UConn versus just leaving them out.
1: They could also go the route of the Big 12 and just um, play sort of a round-robin type schedule. I know the numbers might they, you know, uh, might they, hurt. They
0: could. They, they could. Um, I've never been a big fan of the way the Big 12 plays the round-robin type schedule. I, I more prefer having two divisions and then, you know, it gives more teams an opportunity to to qualify for, you know, to, to play in a conference championship game and and possibly play in a higher-up bowl game. So I, I like that opportunity for, from a college standpoint. I think if it's a professional standpoint, there's a different story. But um, from a college standpoint, if you have two divisions, that's more opportunities for more teams to get in that game. And sure, it might not be the best two teams in the conference at the end of the day because one, one year, one division might be stacked and the other one might not be. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's a good—I think it's a good chance for a, a new team to make the championship every year.
1: David Con's joining us from the West Virginia Power. The Power. Let's uh, talk about them. Um, just about 500 right now after the All Star break, trying to uh, get above 500 and make that second half push. Um, how do you feel about the team coming off the break and uh, trying to get ready for uh, really a second half run?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I actually like where the team is at right now, despite the record. Uh, The offense, I, I think the lineup is actually really, really solid. Might be in the best position it's been in um, since the Jared Kelnick promotion. Julio Rodriguez is hitting very well. Uh, one of the new guys that we've got, David Schaefer, has reached base safely in all six of his games he's played with us. He's gotten a hit in all but one of them. Uh, and, and they've really provided boost to the lineup. It's just I think it's a matter of consistency right now for West Virginia because there will be times when we'll go run one turn through the rotation and the starters will be amazing and they'll throw basically a quality start all five, all five starters through and you are like, all right, here we go. And then you run into last night, Greensboro who uh, battered around Clay Chandler for the first time in a little bit. So, you know, you kind of just have to look and and see if this team can put it together uh, and on a consistent basis for the rest of the season, if they can be consistent, there, then we have a very good shot at winning the division because you already had a team like Greensboro get decimated due to promotion. Uh, Lakewood and Hagerstown still aren't very good. Uh, Delmarva, you know, off to a decent start, but those guys are due for a promotion. They're, they're going to get bumped up. And uh, same thing with Hickory. They're starting to lose guys as well. So I think the division's open for the taking. You just have to – we have to put a good run together. And right now uh, the, the team's still kind of figuring out some kinks. The bullpen's still been very solid. Uh, You know, started off not allowing a run in their first 11 and two-thirds innings. Uh, So that was really good to see. Uh, Lost a couple of games we probably shouldn't have in Lakewood. And then last night in Greensboro, they got to Chandler early and we couldn't dig out of an early hole. Uh, But I really think this kind of rests on the pitching staff. If the pitching staff can put together consistent starts like they were doing in April, then we're going to be tough to beat.
1: David Kahn our guest from the West Virginia Power. Is the pressure on any, knowing that, all right, we've got to get off to a good start because the second half, it's it's got to win it or you're done. I mean, this is early on, but still, you don't have the, okay, we can win second half now. It's, okay, this is second half. we got to win this.
0: You know, I don't think there's any added pressure. Uh, there's Guys are certainly thinking about it. I can tell you that much from talking to the guys that, you know, they all want to win the second half. These guys coming off the All-Star break, were basically saying, like, I don't want to just come out and – you know, win a game here and there. We want to go to the playoffs. They they think this team is good enough to go to the playoffs, and I agree with them. Um, these these guys don't really you know feed into added pressure. They put enough pressure on themselves as is. So I, I don't think that's too much of an issue for them per se. But uh, I think as we get into July and, and maybe just into August, then these guys might start to feel it a little bit, depending on where we are in the in the, in the divisional race, because. Uh, once you get to mid-July, you really got to start looking at the schedule and go, okay, who, who are we playing when? Uh, how do we set up? You know, how are we looking for the end of the season? Some guys are starting to get close to innings limits. you got to look at that. There's a whole lot of additional factors that kind of come into play as you get into the last month and a half of the season that you don't really deal with uh, in the first half or really in the first part of the second half. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the team adjusts. But uh, right now I think we're in a decent spot. Uh, You've got to put some wins together.
1: How's this team-looking roster? While is any transactions uh, coming or uh, anything that's uh, really sh- shaken up since we last talked?
0: Uh, I think we're set for the most part right now. Uh, like I said, we added David Schaefer, and we also added uh, two draft picks uh, during the end of the first half. Kyle Hill, the 10th rounder from Baylor, uh, joining us. and uh, He's picked up his first win in his second career minor league start. He uh, tossed two scoreless innings at Lakewood. He looked really solid. Uh, The guy did not give up a run all year at Baylor. He was their closer and in 29 innings did not give up a run. So pretty remarkable to say the least. He did give up a run in his first appearance in the minor league, but his second one, two scoreless, looked really solid, good movement on everything. Really nice guy from Texas as well. Actually a Louisiana native. So we've talked about that a little bit. Um, we also added Utah Jones, whose full name, by the way, is Utah McCoy Jones. Uh, he was named after, or kind of named after, the character from Point Break. Um, and uh, he was actually also rated the top name in the 2019 draft. So that was in uh, just a little interesting fact. But he's got baseball lineage. His brother was drafted by the Giants. At 13. His dad has been an assistant baseball coach all around all around the collegiate ranks. And he's a really really good defensive shortstop. Still going to get the bat going a little bit. He's not really ever really been a great hitter, but uh, you know, I I think that he, once he figures it out and gets comfortable with the plate, he'll be a very, very solid and serviceable player uh, for us down the stretch.
1: Okay. And that character was Johnny Utah, and it was played by Keanu Reeves. And the school he was uh, purported to have attended Ohio State. Yep. Okay. I'm not even Googling this, I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. Um,
0: I believe you. I, I knew you would know Point Break.
1: Yeah, I know Point Break. I know the original. I haven't seen the uh, the remake, sequel, whatever that is.
0: So, so I haven't seen either one. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, the but, first
1: one, yeah, because uh, you got, um, well, you got Keanu Reeves. That's all you need.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, you so don't know don't I, I anything else. Seen
0: the movie. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I have talked to Utah and said, hey, I know this is out there. Were you named after the guy from Point Break? And he goes, kind of, not really, but yes. And I was like, okay, all right, that works for me. So, he he told me the story. It it basically like his dad was a huge Johnny Utah fan, and uh, like his friend, like kind of made a joke about how much he loved Johnny Utah, and he thought it was a really cool name. So that so he named it after he kind of named his son after him. It just it's fitting that his last name is Jones too, but. Yeah, it, it was it, it was kind of a a mistaken identity thing that got pulled into it but he, he kind of goes with it at this point it is funny though uh he said his friends whenever they're mad at him they'll call him by a different state so if they're if they're mad at him they'll be like hey Washington or hey Nevada and he just feels like yeah kind of deal with it at this point
1: hey Colorado
0: yeah I asked why well, I asked him I was like hey have you ever gone up to someone He'd be like hey my name's Idaho and he's like, "No, I haven't done that yet, but maybe I
1: should." Hi, my name is New Hampshire. <laughs>
0: Hi, my name my name is Massachusetts. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm Massachusetts. Uh, you should yeah. you should watch Point Break because of uh, this is this is what you're going to be treated to. Patrick Swayze okay. is in this movie. Patrick Swayze. All
0: right, that that's a solid addition.
1: Gary Busey is in this movie. Also good. Okay, John C. McGinley is in this movie. You know that might be a reach for you.
0: Yeah, I
1: don't. I was just say that name doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay. Uh, well, he has been in some things that maybe you've seen. Uh, he was in Scrubs.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Yep. He, Scrubs. Okay. He's uh, he's he's in The Rock.
0: Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. He was in Seven. You remember that horror movie? Uh, well, it's a psychological thriller, uh, actually, maybe. I'm not
0: a big horror movie guy, so I
1: haven't seen Seven. It's it's yeah, more like a uh, you know, Morgan Freeman was in it. Brad Pitt. You know. Serial killer gotcha. type thing here, but the, yeah, Chicago yeah, that, PD. That's not really my Chicago PD's in that. I haven't
0: seen that.
1: Okay, well, all right. I can't help you there. I know
0: you? what it is, but I haven't seen
1: it. Yeah, Scrubs is it? Scrubs. Scrubs is probably he was in Scrubs, and also. What, what
0: character was he in Scrubs?
1: What character was he in Scrubs? Yeah,
0: are, are you a big?
1: I, were you a big fan of Scrubs? Not
0: kind of like I've seen. A, I've seen a fair share of episodes.
1: Okay. What character he was in Scrubs. See, I I, I didn't watch Scrubs. Uh, he is Dr. Perry Cox. Oh,
0: okay. Now I know who he is. All
1: right. Got it. I never watched Scrubs. I knew he was in it. I never watched Scrubs. And, of course, gotcha. okay. um, one of my favorite from the from the era, Lori Petty. <laughs> you even know who she is? Okay. You even know who she is? No. Um, no. <laughs> she was in... Find films such as *A League of Their Own*.
0: Great movie.
1: Okay, she's in that movie. Okay. Um, she's in *Free Willy*. Huh. Okay, you, you come on. That was your movie when you were growing up, right? *Free Willy*. Uh, that
0: that that did come out as I was growing up.
1: Yes, correct. All right, and then what probably sank her career? Um, *Tank Girl*.
0: Didn't see
1: that. Yeah, you know, trust me. Nobody saw that movie. <laughs> Okay, I saw it, but, yeah, that, I didn't go pay money to see it, I'll say that. Uh, she was in oh, Orange is, is the New Black. You know, yeah, you get the whole point here. Oh, okay, I've seen that. Okay, you, well, there you go. We Netflix, I have to relate to him by Netflix. <laughs> That's
0: a good show.
1: I've watched half a season, couldn't do it. Really? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't have Netflix right now. Should I go back and get it?
0: No, honestly, Netflix is too expensive. Get a little
1: okay but I gotta watch stranger things uh here in the uh, next month
0: oh that's true July 4th yeah I can't wait
1: okay so um I'm gonna get I can borrow your subscription right right uh
0: actually I'm maxed out on the amount of people I have using it I actually upgraded my subscription to do four screens
1: okay all right I'll find yeah, sorry Paul I'll find a friend that actually has um I'll just find a, I'll find a, a friend that okay. actually right, can make room for me on their Netflix account I'll find a friend <laughs> David okay. Kahn's with us from the West Virginia Power. You see, this is, um, this is kind of fun stuff we do here. Um, we, uh, we'll do it again soon. And then, um, one all day and, right. um, in the near future we'll actually sit down and put all this stuff on paper and actually do the podcast of this stuff. And then we can leave the sports talk to this show.
0: Yeah. I know you're, uh, you're, you're often clamoring for us to do the podcast. So, uh, We'll we'll make it
1: happen. We need to make it happen. It's uh it's yeah it's the highlight of their day. They they want to see. Oh by the way, uh, I was asked if your middle name was Wrath of.
0: <laughs> I'm working on getting it changed, but not yet.
1: David Wrath of Khan. I, I was asked that, so. Um...
0: Yeah, it, it it it's in the works. Uh, I will say that uh, a lot of people, when they see me, and uh, for the first see my name for the first time, they will do the Star Trek uh, Khan, uh, all the time.
1: That was not bad. It wasn't good, but that wasn't bad either. That was a um, that was an okay well, Shatner.
0: Paul, I'm 76 games into a season. Do you expect my voice to be top notch?
1: Uh, David Connor, guest, West Virginia Power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will talk to you soon, and um, good luck tonight. Good luck tonight, and uh, have fun with uh, with Mister St. Louis Blues. Uh. Uh, thank you. Sir. I hope you get a tour I of the RV. I didn't. Friend. I didn't. It was parked in Milton at the time. So you, you enjoy the RV. I'll, uh,
0: I'll, take a, I'll take a picture of it for you.
1: Okay. That'd be awesome. David Connor our guest. Right.
0: See you soon, my friend.
1: West Virginia Power. More on the way. We'll talk Marshall. Conference realignment. Is it happening? Is it happening for the Herd? When we continue on today's edition of The Drive. Now, back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I got this one on Twitter. Did he just say Power 6? No, he didn't mean it. He did not really mean Power 6. Welcome back to today's edition of the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can drop those, uh, you can question those. Those things online anytime at Twitter. All you have to do is follow me at Paul Swan. I am on Twitter. And of course, if you miss any part of the day's program, all you have to do is go back to the podcast and we do it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or on TuneIn, or on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast is where you're going to find today's edition of the Drive. And I don't know if I would want Marshall to go to the American. Hear me out. When Marshall was in the Mid-American Conference, Marshall was building a name for itself, reputation. It was winning championships. It was competing. Now, understand the bowl situation was pretty limited. But I think that's fair to say for a lot of the the conferences. Bowl situations, Motor City Bowl. All right. Not excited to go there after the fourth time. And then you had the GMAC Bowl. And again, Better destination, but I don't want to make that my every year destination. So now, sure, Conference USA has got a pretty nice mix of bowl games. I think the Mid-American Conference has got a decent mix of bowl games as well. So bowl games, you got different destinations. And if Marshall does well, say Marshall finishes highest among the group of five schools Marshall would get into, well, they get into the access game. I'm not sold yet on the whole structure of this, but we we move on. That's the deal that Marshall has to work under. So Marshall's opportunities are really every year have the best possible season and hope it's good enough. If Marshall can go undefeated, Marshall's in the conversation for that access bowl. If Marshall doesn't go undefeated, well, unless the landscape changes – Somebody's probably going to go undefeated, maybe from the American, maybe from the MAC. I I don't know what year it's going to be when those two flip who goes to the Access Bowl. But Conference USA needs an undefeated team. Almost had it a few years ago. That's how you get to the Access Bowl. That's how you build your profile. You can do that from Conference USA. You can do that from the Mid-American Conference. Schedule will change if you go from one to the other. And that's another thing. Conference USA, to build a higher profile, has got to win. That's it. That's the winning formula. Win. Programs have got to win. You've got to win games. You've got to win non-conference games. Conference USA has got to do better non-conference. In conference, you're going to play each other. You're going to beat each other up. That's fine. Out of conference, you're going to have to do better. That's it. That's the winning formula there. I know it sounds simplistic, but that's how it works. You do better. You play better competition. You win. You compete. You make a name for the brand. All of a sudden, people are talking about you a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be the ultimate cure-all and it's going to lead Marshall to the national championship, but you want to build the brand, win. That fixes everything. Winning fixes everything. Now, to my point that I don't know if I necessarily want Marshall in the American, it's not because the American is a bad conference. I'm not saying that. It's not a power six. And again, anytime someone makes that assertion, I'm going to uh, point it out to them that they're wrong. But here are the schools you're going to be facing off against. If you would get in. Now, if the invite came today, you would face off against the likes of Central Florida. Okay. They're, They're going to bolt as soon as somebody wants them. I'm not saying they're going to bolt, but they will. As soon as they get a call-up, somebody needs a spot filled, they're going to bolt. Not too many of those left right now, but Central Florida will bolt. Cincinnati would bolt. Houston would bolt. Quickly, South Florida would probably try to bolt. So a few of these schools are going to try to bolt and get out of there. Cincinnati's trying to get out desperately. They don't want to be in this situation. And if you put a marshal in this situation and then we start seeing some schools go away again, well, you're just going to call right back up Conference USA, right? Is Conference USA still the, the hunting ground of the American? I don't think so this time. Old Dominion, we talked about that yesterday. Old Dominion, they've got the finances and resources. They could be a... Logical, we need a team to fill out the roster. We need a team to fill out the numbers. Here it is. Here's Old Dominion. And honestly, that's not a bad choice. I think they got a lot going for them. You're looking for a team that could fill that void. Now, I don't know if they're going to be a big splash for you. But they'll give you the numbers. If you're looking for numbers, because I don't know of another school outside of, say, a Service Academy, which I don't think that's happening. BYU, don't think that's happening. We talked about that. Boise, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Boise wants to make that jump. Boise's doing just fine as it is. And really, the American can sit there at 11 and go, you know what? We can get this new TV deal. We're getting better money. We don't have to share that with UConn. Here we are. It's better for the schools. It's better for all of us. And just adjust the schedule. Because really, what did UConn bring you for football? Nothing. They didn't bring you anything for football. They were a school that was bringing you basketball notoriety. And now they're going to the Big East because they want to improve Basketball. This is a basketball move. This is not a football move because Big East doesn't have football. This is purely we're trying to win the sport that we win, and that's basketball. And I don't know of any other school out there on the radar that gives you everything you possibly want. Because the American, again, the American was born out of the turmoil of the old Big East. That's what this came about from. It wasn't these schools decided, all right, we're all going to get together here and just become the Americans. Some of them didn't get to go to the Big East. Some of them stayed. Some of them left. And at the end of the day, if you go to this, sure, the money's going to be good. But we said this when Marshall was... Being sought after by Conference USA. We said this. The money's gonna be better. The TV's gonna be better. The exposure is gonna be better. You're gonna get to play. I can remember there was the there was the map of Conference USA, and it was pitched. Here's Louisville, here's Cincinnati, and it had all these teams, and where Marshall fit geographically now look at Conference USA. What do you have? You got Charlotte. Came back. You've got two Florida schools, which Doc loves. And then you've got Middle, which I actually like Middle. Western Kentucky. I like having Western Kentucky. Old Dominion, which if they stay or they go, I like Old Dominion. I actually like the East Division. I've I've warmed up to the East Division. I've even warmed up to FAU and FIU. I've warmed up to this division. And then the West Division, you've got Louisiana Tech, which I like. North Texas is trying to build something there. Rice is bolstering your academics in this league. And then Southern Miss and UAB. Um, I'm indifferent to UTSA. I don't dislike them in the league. I just don't have anything for them. UTEP as well. UTEP, Sun Bowl, nothing against them. It's just I think Marshall would be better served to be in a more geographically friendly league. And I don't know how you do that with the East and West divisions here at Conference USA because, well, let's be honest, this thing is far flung. And I would be happy if some Sunbelt teams and some Conference USA teams got together and just came up with a new league. I would be happy geographically. Give me Appalachian State. Now, I've heard their name as well. They've been mentioned for the American. You know what? If someone could get to Boone, North Carolina, conveniently? Sure, I could see that. But location matters because if location wasn't an issue, West Virginia would be in the ACC right now. Location, it matters. And I don't know if Huntington, which is not necessarily the most travel-friendly location to get to. It's gotten better. So you got some hurdles there. But at the end of the day, I think Marshall's better served right now. Trying to make Conference USA better. I I didn't think I'd ever come to this day at this point, but here it is. Unless you can assure me that the Power Six League isn't just a stepping stone for a few of these schools that are trying to get the heck out. I mean, a lot of teams are trying to get out. A lot of schools are trying to get out. You want to go into that situation where a lot of schools are trying to get out, and I get it, the money. But if you want to become the best of the group of five, win. That's it. That's how you do it. You win. You win. Now, that's not going to drive fans in mass to go see a UTEP game. Maybe it will. Or a Rice game. Maybe it will. I don't know. Your thoughts on Twitter at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan. You can also join us at any time, 877 420 Talk, 877 420 8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on
1: The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a feeling this isn't over. We're going to talk more, I'm sure, about the American. Also talk more about, of course, Conference USA. I still want to figure out If you really think the American's the way to go, if you're Marshall right now, and this is all anecdotal, but just going by social media, my feed anyway, talking to people, they want to go the American. Okay, I get that. But what happens when the American becomes a shell of itself? Then what? Is it still the best of the group of five, or is there any potential to Conference USA? And really, if I'm Conference USA, maybe I'm making a push. Okay, this has got to be a better situation overall. I know television money's not there as much, but if you build the brand and people want to see the brand, then television's going to follow. That's it. Simplistic, but true. Win, and people want to watch you. But Marshall's, Marshall's independent of all that. Marshall has got to make itself... The brand. In Conference USA, Marshall's got to be the brand. When you think Conference USA, you need to think Marshall. That's the way you attack this thing. And how do you do that? Well, partially, I go back to winning. But Marshall's winning championships in football, Marshall's winning championships in basketball, and doing that consistently, not just one drink of water every few years. I'm talking winning this thing every other year, winning it every year. I don't know. Get a nice long run. Or at least be in the conference championship game all the time. Be a factor. The road to the Conference USA Championship needs to run through Huntington and football and in basketball. It needs to run through Dan D'Antoni. you got to go through Dan D'Antoni and his brand of shoot first, shoot second, shoot third, and shoot fourth. That style of basketball, you got to you got to go through him. You got to go to a gunfight. You want to win the conference USA championship, you got to go to the Dan Dantoni Corral and go win the win the gunfight. Which, by the way, it still doesn't matter if you're in the American, you're in conference USA. You get into the well, if you're American, you got a better shot. You get a better shot at getting into the NCAA tournament if you're the American. Fair. If you're in Conference USA, you win your tournament. Fair. You're UConn. You want basketball to really matter. You go to the Big East and get a lot more teams in. Better recruiting. Actually get seen by people that matter to them recruiting-wise. And really, come on. You know what? UConn is not a football school. They're a basketball school, and they're a hockey school. Yeah, don't forget. They're a hockey school in Hockey East. You want to talk about geographically friendly? Hockey East is as geographically friendly as it comes. They don't have to venture far. That's how conferences used to be. It, just, it worked geographically. Now it, it, it's it, you don't need geography. It's television, which I think you'd lose something when you lose geography. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.